y'all. My name is Lisa Nicole, independent country artist coming at you from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I and occasional special guests aim to inspire you both on and off the stage. Join us as I dig in deep into behind the scenes of my life, my music, my heart, the music business, and exclusive lifestyle and fitness tips. Now settle up and thank y'all so much for tuning in. One path is not the same. I learned that one a long time ago. So when you look at your fellow artists and musician friends wondering how their song is playing on the radio multiple times a day, well, every single artist is different. Their journey is different. Their path is different. And the worst thing we can do is compare our path to theirs. The music scene has changed immensely over the years, and especially Canadian country radio. It's harder now more than ever to get on Canadian country radio. And being a female artist... Well, unfortunately, it makes it even a bit more challenging. And then sprinkling um, a little bit of being an independent artist. Well, you better have the best song ever if you want a chance to be added on a charting radio station. While Spotify, Apple Music, and other streaming platforms have changed the landscape of music discovery, radio is still a huge game changer, I'm telling you. I'm going to dive deep into this today because I've learned a lot over the years. I've had some success with radio and I'm so grateful for the stations that have always added my songs, featured it, or have had me in for an interview or a meeting. I've made some really great relationships with radio people and I highly respect what they do and especially how hard the business is. I know that a lot of them would love to support mine and my artist friends singles, but it is in fact a business that needs to make money. They have protocols to follow, ratings to watch, and only a small amount of space for Canadian content, let alone independent artists. This is where the number one thing you must always remember, always, always, always comes down to the song. A great song should always win. Okay, so let's start with the basics. You're 16 and you want to be Carrie Underwood famous. That's how I felt when I was 16. Being famous or successful can look different to every individual. Famous in a small town of 10,000 people, famous in your province, throughout the whole country, the world, the definition of fame is the state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on account of notable achievements. But what are those notable achievements to you? Is it having your face on a billboard at Dundas Square in Toronto? Is it having your first number one song? Or is it just hearing your song on the radio for the first time? There are so many achievements worth noting. They don't all have to be this big. For instance, for me, when I was finally able to get into a room with hit songwriters down in Nashville, that was notable for me. And playing my song on CTV Vancouver was a big goal of mine. But radio has always played one of the biggest achievements worth noting over the years. It's one of those parts of the business that can bring me up so high and down so low. And it's one of those aspects where I wish didn't play such a huge part of my career, when in reality, it really does. Radio almost sits on this golden throne. Why do you ask? Well, let's talk about it. So you want to play all the major music festivals in Canada. Not only does your song need to be on Canadian country radio, but they need to see you well on the charts. The charts are monitored by Mediabase and Nielsen BDS. These are music industry services that are basically the same and they monitor radio station airplay where all the analytics for radio are captured and they can find out what songs listeners are loving. There are a few types of stations to know of. There's college and university radio, 
which generally operate as training for professional broadcasters. I think this could be a good place to be because there's a unique demographic of fans there to network with. There's also the non-commercial and community radio stations like CBC, and there are the commercial stations or the charting stations. When I started releasing to radio, we targeted all the stations, whereas now our focus is mostly secondary and charting stations because that is how you get on the charts and in turn get booked into major festivals that you want. In order to get on these charting stations, here's the catch-22. The charting stations want to see numbers. What are the numbers, you ask? Well, the charting stations want to see where you are ranking on the charts. So as you can see, this is the biggest catch-22 ever. How are you supposed to get on the charts and have the numbers if the charting station doesn't add your song? It's a tough game, you guys, and it's one that I've been playing for a long time. And we can just go ahead and dispense the notion whether or not the charts are important, because they definitely are. For an independent artist to get on these charting stations, it's the best thing that can happen for their song. I released my first song, which was If You Say You Do, to radio in October 2012. Since then, I also released to radio, and I'm curious to know if any of you guys know these songs. Uh, let me know. I know you do, but I also released to radio from my first EP, It Got Ugly, Real Men Stay, and Do You Like That. I released a Christmas song, Oh Holy Night, and from my second EP, we released Where Love Goes to Die, followed by Come Find Me, and Mad About It. And now onto my third record, and we've just put out Wait On Me. That is nine songs I've hired an entire team for, done music videos, publicity, and social media campaigns that I've put in to Canadian country radio. You do not even want to know how many times I've heard we'll watch for her on the charts, or if Lisa Charts will give her another look, or we'll keep an eye on the numbers. Here's another nugget for you. Only 35% of their content needs to be CanCon, which is Canadian content. The government of Canada defines that as commercial radio stations have to ensure that at least 35% of popular music broadcast between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday to Friday is Canadian content. So when you release a song the same week as Shania Twain and Terry Clark and Brett Kissel and Dean Brody, well, whose song do you think the station is going to add? The Independent Artist or Shania Twain. Definitely Shania Twain. And not to mention the major labels also have the advantage because they are generally invested in these stations. Invested in what way are you wondering? Well, back in the day, pay to play was a real thing. I read an article in the Rolling Stone from last year where lawyer Bob Donnelly says, when I first started, it was hookers and blow to get songs on the air. Then that disappeared and it became sports tickets and trips. It changed over time so that it became much more sophisticated. At the end of the day, the labels still want hit records and the radio stations wanted cash. And now in 2020, they say everyone knows it's there and that it's a game that should have went away a long time ago. Isn't that crazy to think it still exists? Ouch, again. <laughs> so let's put all this into perspective. I am nine years into my career with nine radio releases and three albums as an independent artist. And side note, I'm still considered an emerging artist and maybe I will be emerging forever. <laughs> but anyways, it was amazing to see that Jess Moskaluk just celebrated her number one song with Country Girls. 
It took Jess, one of the most talented female Canadian country artists with the support of an amazing independent record label, 17 radio singles until she got a number one song. And she's also 10 plus years into her career. Is that not crazy to think about? She put out 17 songs. Wow. She put out all those songs to radio before she got her first number one. This career is hard, but it doesn't mean you or your song can't be one of those independent artists or songs that breaks through. It's not going to be an overnight success. And most of the overnight successes are probably one-hit wonders. Anyways, you do have to realize you're up against Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert, and those artists were years in the making, along with the major Canadian artists. If you did come out of the gate with a number one, I feel it would be hard to follow that up with another number one and another number one. At least if you start with a song in the top 50, you have somewhere to grow. But what I'm trying to say is the best is yet to come. And so be patient because good things come to those who wait. So you've decided to release a song to radio. If you think you're going to do it yourself, I would rethink that. (laughs) Tracking a song is a whole other career in itself, just like booking shows and managing your social media. Even in a do-it-yourself industry, there's some things you just can't do yourself. So do yourself a favor and hire a radio tracker. But before you reach out to radio tracker, there are a few things you should do. Number one, start with your demos. Send off a few demos to trusted people in the industry before you even record your EP or the single you're thinking of releasing. Get some feedback first before you even record the music. Number two, A, If you haven't found a tracker, I would suggest networking with your local music associations and attending the award weeks and conferences to build up a relationship like we have CCMA week or Canadian Music Week. Um, To be, if you've already created a relationship with the radio tracker that you're going to use, send them all the songs to review and they'll give you their feedback of which they think is the strongest for radio. Number three plan, plan, plan. Everything is going to take way longer than you'd hope or expect. You don't have to do a music video for every radio release, but if you do, make sure you filmed it at least four months prior to release date and make sure everything is ready to go, including the video, the artwork, the social media campaign at least a month before because you'll need some lead time to upload everything. Number four, so you've released your song and you are on a radio tour. Show your gratitude and be creative about it. A few things I've done in the past are, of course, the usual to bring a CD um, or a signed poster in. If you can get creative with it, those radio people may remember you that much more. I've brought bottles of wine from my locally sponsored winery. And one year, I even sent the radio directors Christmas ornaments from when I visited their station. I put a little photo of myself and them in the ornament. Other years, I've sent Christmas cards, and of course, this can take a lot of work, but it makes a good impact, and it shows that you care and you're grateful. As an independent artist chasing radio, I've learned a lot. I've toured across Canada a few times, playing shows and doing radio tours. I believe I've done eight now, and so here are even a few more golden nuggets to know about. Number one, our business has a lot to do with building relationships, but be authentic about it. Number two, don't put all your eggs in the radio basket. And what I mean by that is, yes, radio is so important, but make sure you're also focusing on streaming services, YouTube, 
creating content in all the other areas of the music business. Radio also watches your numbers on Spotify. If the songs are popular on Spotify, there's going to be a good chance it will do well on radio. Yes, radio play will expose your music to new fans, but it's not the end-all be-all. Number three is don't rush. I know the first thing you want to do is record a song and send it to radio, but you will spend tens of thousands of dollars hiring radio trackers alone. So make sure it's the right song. And you guys, I'm telling you, I've spent like over $40,000 on radio trackers. Ouch again. (laughs) But looking back, I can now see which songs I shouldn't have bothered with. And that's where I wish I would have taken more time and had more patience. Number four is do your homework. When you hire a tracker, do your research. Word of mouth is a great way to go. So ask your artist friends and industry people. I have been gouged in this business, not in the radio world, thankfully, but for a different service. And of course, it's my own fault for not researching. Number five is to stay active on your social media, touring and creating content. Because if a radio director goes to your page and sees crickets, well, they're probably going to wonder why they should invest time in you if you're not investing time into yourself. The positive to take away from this is to not give up despite what the radio gods say and to take all their feedback and all their opinions and all the no's and use them as fire to do better. You must fail in order to succeed, right? At the time, it feels like it's the end of the world, but it's going to teach you what to do right next time. So embrace the radio game because it's a must in your career, depending on, of course, your goals and your view of success. I put it out into the universe all the time that weighed on me will go top 50 and I'm doing it again right now, people. Some days I get discouraged, but I always pick myself back up and persevere. In this industry, you cannot let the no's stop you. That no should tell you how badly you really want it. If you want it enough, you'll take the no and you'll turn it into fuel. Fuel to feed that burning desire inside of you. You know the feeling. Lastly, remember, we all have different journeys and paths. There's not one way in this industry and the best song wins. So take the time and write a hit song. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again and following my journey. Um, Please subscribe and leave a review for me on my podcast and head over to Instagram to connect with me there at Lisa Nicole Music. Um, Much love and have a great, great week.